forever. Dog. The delicious mystery that started it all. This week on the Outside Genre episode, Joanne Fluke's chocolate chip cookie murder. The first Hannah Swenson mystery with recipes. Welcome to another Teen Creeps Outside Genre episode. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And thank you so much to listener. We don't know your name, but we do know you as Distracted Polyglot on Patreon. You know who you are. Yeah. Thank you, Distracted Polyglot, uh, for suggesting this book. Uh, Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder by Joanne Fluke, or perhaps Fluke? okay fluke fluke i mean that is the area yeah super yeah swedish yes uh just scandinavia Mm -hmm. all over but in america yeah Um, joanne fluke joanne fluke Fluke. (laughs) there's someone like swedish at home that's like shut the fuck up canceling you fucking nationalists (laughs) (laughs) canceling canceling um I'm actually just going to double check that we for sure don't know this person's name. Good call. Because they might have signed their... No. Okay. Yeah. Distracted I mean, polyglot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's say three nice things about this book. Okay. Um, one, I like that the character owns her own business. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. I like that she... Uh, seems to be a very good employer. Mm-hmm. And three, I like um, how. Um, I mean, I liked that in on. <sighs> Hannah claimed to not need a man. Great. I liked. I liked how she claimed not to need a man. Yeah. End. <laughs> okay. Um, I liked the. It did feel very cozy and very like I did feel like I was on vacation while mm-hmm. reading it. Yeah. Yeah. The descriptions of the cookies did make me want to eat cookies all day. They sounded super yummy. And the recipe I liked that there were recipes in there. Hard to get to that third one, huh? It's gonna be related to the cookies because it's like kind of a recipe that completely stumped me when I read it. Uh-huh. But I learned a new way to prepare coffee. Yo, that I was gonna talk about that because when, it, Cause came when up, it came up, I was like, "Bitch, what?" Yeah, and I, I was like, "She's like, she puts the eggs in the basket," and I was like, huh? ba- "What basket?" Yeah, like I, I was like, I and read then, back four and times. I was like, shells and all, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> she mashed it up with the grounds, and I was like, "Is this? Is she making compost?" Like yeah. I did not understand. I didn't either. And then I, I did you take a photo of that part because I still want to go back and read exactly what it said if not i can try to find um, it here because i, I know think about i where did because in the i book. was i was extremely so confused. confused and i remember because wh- before i started reading it you were like the recipes sound pretty good except for this one thing where i was like i didn't understand okay. what she was talking about and i was like as soon as i got to the coffee thing i was like this is it this right, is yeah. it <laughs> because here's the thing she does it with no explanation yeah 
She doesn't it's say. It's just like, obviously. So she, here's what she says. Hannah removed three eggs from the refrigerator behind the counter and dropped them, shells and all, into the bowl with the coffee grounds. Then she broke them open with a heavy spoon and added a dash of salt. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Once she mixed up the eggs and shells with the coffee grounds, Hannah scraped the contents of the bowl into the basket. At which point I was like, (laughs) what basket? What basket? And flipped on the switch to start the coffee. So she's making Swedish egg coffee, which I've discovered after Googling coffee with egg. Oh, you did a smarter Google. You're Mm. so good at Googling. Mm, Thank you. Because here's what happened to me is I Googled. um, I'm going to steal focus not to interrupt. No, but just because like I want to get to the actual thing that you found as opposed to the thing that was still making me very confused, (laughs) uh, which was I Googled coffee and shells. Oh, and I found like a Livestrong article. (laughs) Strong.com article <laughs> and other things were popping up before it, but I was like, oh, it's first. And, and it says y- you put eggshells in with coffee grounds and that reduces the acidity, mm-hmm. but it said to not put the egg in there and mm. it said to rinse the shells and then put them in with mm. the coffee grounds. And I was like, well, I still don't understand what this bitch is doing to her coffee. Then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is what I found. Uh huh. It is a Swedish way to make coffee mm-hmm. and it particularly helps with low quality coffee grounds. Mm. Um, and you, the idea is that the egg white soaks up the acidity, acidity. Oh. And um, hardcore purists include the eggshell too. Uh-huh. Um, and so you mash it all together so it kind of has like a potting soil type consistency. Right. Um, and it doesn't apparently it doesn't taste eggy. I don't understand. How is it not just making straight up scrambled That's eggs? That's what I'm because I guess the scrambled eggs are not going anything in. from Great British Bake Off. Yes. It is that you don't add eggs to hot things. Yes. Otherwise you get scrambled eggs. So I think what happens is you do make scrambled eggs. You in make like basket. a souffle in that basket. Like <laughs> you make some coffee yeah. souffle. You make a cot like a crunchy ass <laughs> with eggshells in it. <laughs> so just fucking disgusting. <laughs> How much money would someone have to pay you for you to eat? Oh my god! One of those little things. We'll do. It's a single serve one, so it's like four bites. Not very much for me. Maybe like a thousand dollars. I was gonna say a thousand dollars, and then I was I was weighing any health risk. Let's just but say it's being you cooked, won't get sick. Okay, I won't get sick. You guarantee you won't get sick. It's just the grossness of eating it. Maybe even five hundred for me. Well, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'm sort of sad that I asked that because now I think my price is five hundred instead of a thousand. Yeah, for sure. When I thought there was some risk, but I didn't know what it was. A thousand. Yeah, isn't that sad? Me too. I was like, I could get E. coli a thousand (laughs) dollars. Like, I feel like it's not that likely, but because there's a possibility of Mm -hmm. something, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It apparently, so it might make scrambled eggs or whatever, or souffle or whatever. That's not going into the But it doesn't go in the coffee. And apparently the brew is like super clear and um, not like, not like um, light in color, but like just not cloudy at all. Oh, okay. So it's like very um, not opaque. Okay. Um, and very mellow and not acidic at all. And then apparently, and the person said, I know this sounds gross, but it isn't. <laughs> but it has like a slight toast aftertaste. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a slight, this, oh, actually, no. 
slight cheese toast aftertaste. But they say it's not gross, even though it sounds gross. I will say because chocolate pairs well with cheese mm-hmm. that I will trust them. Yeah. This. And here's the thing. I would try it. They also, I would totally try yeah, it. I would totally try it. I, they also claim, I doubt the veracity of this claim. Uh-huh. That the egg white enhances the caffeine. And I'm like, I no. don't think so. I just, I just don't think so. I think maybe you believe that. Unless like. Does it chemically? Yeah. Chemically like it. Like, more of the caffeine is intact. Or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think like science. Yeah. Maybe, maybe science There's happens. some science magic. Maybe science magic. It happens. Who knows? Who knows? Do you want to, um, or do you want to read the inside or do you want me to read the inside? Uh, yeah, you go ahead and read the, in- the okay. inside flap. Because we have a hardcover book. Because, all right, people who support us on Patreon and are listening to this episode have probably heard me say that I hate the Burbank Library before. Mm-hmm. So when I found this at the Burbank Library, but like nothing else that I ever look for, I was like, fucking, of course, yeah. Burbank Library. Of course <laughs> you have this one. And nothing else. Yeah. All right, Ridiculous. ready? Okay, so this is like the... I'm going to actually start with even the blurb about like the series. Just so that people yeah. kind of understand yes. everything. No one cooks up a, del- or I'm sorry, just, uh, no one cooks up a delectable, suspense-filled mystery quite like Hannah Swenson, Joanne Fluke's dessert-baking red-haired heroine whose ginger snaps are as tart as her comeback. I hate that. I read Me that too. and I hate it. And whose penchant for solving crimes, one delicious clue at a time, has made her a best-selling favorite. And it all began on these pages with a bakery, a murder, and some suddenly scandalous chocolate chip cook crunchies. What? Those ones sounded the best, actually, the chocolate yeah. chip crunchies. Featuring a bonus short story and brand new mouthwatering recipes, this limited edition of the very first Hannah Swenson mystery is sure to have readers coming back for seconds. Hannah Swenson already has her hands full trying to dodge her mother's attempts to marry her off while running the cookie jar, Lake Eden, Minnesota's most popular bakery. But once Ron LaSalle, the beloved delivery man from the Cozy Cow Dairy, is found murdered behind her bakery with Hannah's famous chocolate chip crunchies scattered around him, her life just can't get any worse. Determined not to let her cookies get a bad reputation, she sets out to track down a killer. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) Who who would have the sheer audacity and the motive to kill the most punctual delivery man Hannah ever had? Weird. (laughs) Weird. Weird. (laughs) Put it that way. Weird to put it that way. He always comes on time. Boom. Um, topping the list is the high school football coach. What exactly was his wife doing making the rounds with the milkman? Could Max Turner, owner of Cozy Cow Dairy, have had a secret that he didn't want to share with his top employee? The more Hannah snoops, the more suspects turn up. Why is Lake Eden's most prominent prodigal son, Benton Woodley, just resurfaced? And what about the mysterious Mr. Harris, who seemed interested in buying the property next to the dairy, but then disappeared? This is one murder that's starting to leave a very bad taste in Hannah's mouth. And if she doesn't watch her back, Hannah's sweet life may get burned to a crisp. Filled <laughs> with a healthy <laughs> sprinkling of humor and a delightful assortment of nuts. Uh. Chocolate chip cookie murder serves up a great new mystery series and introduces a delicious down-home sleuth that mystery readers will surely savor for years to come. Well, first, before we like... uh rip this thing a new one yeah i would just like to say that i support joanne fluke fluka in everything she does yeah 
I think it's so great that she came up with this character and writes a whole series. And I think it truly makes her happy. And I'm sure it brings a lot of happiness to all of the readers as much as I um, do not like this book. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish her all the best. Mm -hmm. I think she should keep going if she is. And I hope that she is. Um, There is a photo of her. Uh, sitting at a table with her books, uh, I would assume at a signing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a middle-aged lady with blonde shoulder-length hair and mm-hmm. bangs, wearing glasses with her with her hand tucked under her chin with mm-hmm. just like a gentle smile on. And then here is her bio. Mm-hmm. Like Hannah Swenson, Joanne Fluke was born and raised in a small town in rural Minnesota, but now lives in sunny Southern California. She is currently working on her next Hannah Swenson mystery, and readers are welcome to contact her at the following email address. No. GR8clues at AOL.com. No. <laughs> or by visiting her website, MurderSheBaked.com. No. So, God bless Joanne. I just, I, yeah. I truly wish you all the success in the world. And um, this is a dumb book. Here's the thing. I can see how a person would get enjoyment out of this book. Yes. Right? Because it's like, you know, it's just like you turn your brain off. It's like this mystery. It's set in like a very like quaint and beautiful town Mm -hmm. it's got a spunky heroine who Mm -hmm. i mean upon closer inspection we need to be worried we need to be worried about her we need to talk about her yeah yeah yeah. um but if you enjoyed this book you have every right yeah i i I don't i'm not like you're an idiot for enjoying this yeah and this isn't even the usual like oh my god please don't hate us for suggesting this book this is truly like i i feel no qualms about criticizing it but I also don't think that you're dumb if you like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, if someone was like, oh, I like this book a lot. Like, yeah, uh, I'd be like, oh, I can see that. Yeah. OK. But like, I didn't. No. Um, OK. Like the, it got turned into a Hallmark movie. And that made, totally and, makes sense. And I also don't begrudge anyone their love of Hallmark movies. Right. Ironic or non-ironic. Yeah. Or unironic. Yeah. Um. Here's what I wanted to say just before we really get into it. Yes. Apart from Miss Joanne. Um, the reason I jumped at this suggestion um, from from our listener. Um, distracted polyglot. Distracted polyglot. Thank you. Is because I was hanging out with my friend Wilder recently. We're talking about Hallmark movies. Mike has told me a few times that I should write one. Mm-hmm. Just because. Yeah, for sure. And... And then Wilder was talking about wanting to write one. I was like, oh, crazy. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah. So I was just like coming up with ideas for what like could sounded like a stupid Hallmark movie. And I came up with an idea about a baker who gets swept up uh, in a murder mystery. And then I fucking find out that it already exists. That's crazy. And it's this. That's awesome. I swear like weeks ago, two weeks Mm -hmm. ago, maybe. That's awesome. So funny. So I was like, hell yeah, I want to read this. Here's, uh, I, uh, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. The whole time, I had so many thoughts about this book. The the whole time that she's doing all this sleuthing. Mm -hmm. Because she, so she starts doing this sleuthing. Not because, as the book jacket suggests, yeah, 
The book jacket suggests she does it because there's like bad press about her cookies, which is not the case at all. No one gives a shit. Yeah. All she does is say like, hey, Bill, could you not mention that my cookies were in his truck? Yeah. And Bill's like, no problem. Bill being the like her brother-in-law who's hopes that if he cracks this case, he'll become detective. It's like his tryout. Yes. I don't know that that's how it works, but maybe. I also don't think Bill is ready to Bill be a detective. literally nothing. Literally. The whole time I was like, what is Bill doing? <laughs> Where is he? What's he thinking about? I wonder who he's talking to at all. <laughs> because here's the thing. This bitch is jumping into dumpsters, like fishing immediately. Out, like, immediately. And Bill's just like, do do do. Where is he? Yeah, he's where he calls her and he's like, "Can you help me with this case?" Which, first of all, why? Well, it's because she jumped in that dumpster. Well, because he asked her before. He's like, "Hey, um, can you just oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah?" He's like, "People tend to talk to you, so could you help me with this case?" It's like if you hear anything, it seems relevant. Because oh, it's because she was catering. She this bitch caters everything in town. Yes, she was catering. The Boy Scout thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And so she was just like going to be at the school and she was like, oh, I'll ask whoever the fuck about Ron's Ron. LaSalle. Yeah. Ron LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Ron's delivery this morning and see if he was like on time to her because the whole reason that she went and she found Ron's body splayed on the cab of his truck um is because he wasn't on time and he was always punctual. Always so punctual. punctual. That is something the book jacket was correct about. Yes. He's extremely punctual. Very. Uh, so she goes and checks on him. And so so when she's there, she's like, hey, was he on time with you? And she's like, yeah. Also, he was talking to someone. She's like, oh, you don't say. And then she like starts to try. Here's the thing. I love murder mysteries and like sleuth things yeah jessica Usually, fletcher is the fucking best love jessica fletcher love murdershebakes.com um, is so fucking funny god bless <laughs> full support if the thing is hannah is not a good sleuth no she's very bad she's at it. very bad she just does what smooth. anyone would do which is yeah. ask questions follow the lead ask questions follow the lead yeah and that's it yeah and she is blindsided by the killer at the end. It's so <laughs> stupid. She has been like on her game the whole book and then is a fucking idiot yeah. when it comes to the end. Mm-hmm. And it's just so that like her life can be in danger for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Even though like any time it seemed like she was going to be in danger, it was resolved within a second. Yeah. So... She goes to the school and she's catering at the school for the Boy Scout thing. And she asks the lady that normally takes the dairy delivery. And the lady's like, oh, I found some cups. And one of the cups had pink lipstick on it. Passion pink or passion pink. And they there's such a huge point that they're making about it being like such a disgusting. They're basically like only hookers wear this shade of pink. Yes. Like the woman at the school says to her, like women our age don't look good in that anymore. And Hannah is all of 29. And yeah. so she's like, go fuck yourself. I'm yeah. not a, I'm not that old. Yeah. But also, no, I would never wear this lipstick because I don't wear lipstick because I'm a natural beauty who like acts like she doesn't know it. Yeah. I'm serious. OK, she is like she's such a natural beauty. 
And she never says this. She's always talking about herself disparagingly, mm-hmm. but at every turn, she looks stunning. She looks stunning to a point where the woman who runs the dress shop next door refuses to sell a dress to anyone else because she thinks it will look so good on Hannah. Yeah. And then sells it to her at cost. Yeah. Also, everyone keeps cutting her favors and playing like, and they like her, but she even like admits that she's constantly being like she has like no tact. so rude to everybody. She she tells Bill, Bill. her brother-in-law basically that he needs to lose some weight. She's a fucking bitch in her head about her sister. I do not know what the deal with her and Andrea is. No. Or Andrea. What? <sighs> she talks about Andrea like she is the worst. Like she's the devil. And is so mean about her mothering. Yeah. Let me she's see really I, judgy. Okay. So here's the first mention of Andrea. Blah, blah, blah. Late model dark green Volvo pulled up in the spot by the front door. Hannah frowned as the driver's door opened and her middle sister, Andrea, slid out of the driver's seat. Also, where's Michelle, the youngest sister? It's Nowhere so to be found. Barely gets mentioned. Andrea looked perfectly gorgeous in a green tweed jacket with politically correct fake fur I hated around that. the collar. What is that comment? It, it's like, like uh, this freaking liberal mm-hmm. wearing there her were a couple fake things, ass fur. There were a couple things she said where I was like, oh, a white lady wrote this in the 90s. Yeah. It was very and obvious. Again... Sounds like she's writing it from her experience of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So annoying. Everything sounds so dated. Everything yeah. clearly is supposed to be taking place in the 80s and not the year 2000. Yeah. Anyway, her blonde hair was swept up in a shining knot on the top of her head, and she could have stepped from the pages of a glamour magazine. Even though Hannah's friends insisted that she was pretty enough, just being in the same town with Andrea always made Hannah feel hopelessly frumpy and unsophisticated. She Andrea also- had never... Andrea had married Bill Todd, a Winnetka County deputy sheriff, right after she'd graduated from high school. They had one daughter, Tracy, who had turned four last month. Bill was a good father on his hours away from the sheriff's station, but Andrea had never been cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. When Tracy was only six months old, Andrea had decided that they'd need needed two incomes and she'd gone to work as an agent at Lake Eden Realty. Wow, the judgment. Also, like, when she's like, um, you know, she can't even mother her own kids. She gets a nanny. She, um... She only wants to sell that house because she wants to get new carpet. And it's like, yeah, if she wants what she wants, so what? It's so fucking weird. And for somebody who's like, I don't need a man. And I'm so sick of my mom always trying to fix me up with somebody. Also, (laughs) I'm totally happy just living with my cat. Like, I truly don't need anyone. It absolutely has nothing to do with the fact that like I was sleeping with my married professor oh my in college God. and like had to be ushered out uh, the window in his room when his fiance showed up and I just haven't felt like dating since also like <laughs> she what she like acts like okay she's too good for dating can we talk about how mean she is to Norman yes and also I mean okay we'll talk about Okay, we'll talk about this next thing later. Okay, let's talk about the Norman thing first. Okay. So she even starts to kind of like him. Like, she thinks he's funny and, like, she enjoys talking to him and he's helpful. Yeah, like, right away. Except she's, like, such a huge bitch in her head about him. She does nothing but tear people down in her mind. Every single person. Her inner monologue is a cunt. 
she was oh god when she was making fun of that uh, woman for wearing stripes oh my fucking god I said she looked like a circus tent I was like this is unacceptable yeah I'm not even I didn't even take a photo of that no. passage because I'm like I'm not reading this no don't read out it out loud. loud it's so mean it's just being really mean about this woman's weight and yeah. she's but at the same time acting like she's like acknowledging that that's wrong but still continuing to think that way also like here's another thing bitch you sell fucking cookies something that like literally like the only thing it does is make people gain weight so like don't don't play like that don't even don't even we see through you also okay i okay i have a couple things to say on that (laughs) um so i'll make this quick because i know we're talking about norman um so this is when she's noticing that Ron was cupping his jaw. Oh yeah, as she's headed to the the cookie right, jar. Right, sleuthing. And I was like, that who would think about that? <laughs> he was like, Ron doesn't usually cup his jaw in that manner. No, what? Ron was cupping his jaw with one hand, and his pose was pensive, as if he were contemplating things more serious than the orders he had yet to deliver. Hannah would be seeing him later when he delivered her supplies and she made a mental note to ask him what he'd been thinking about. That's weird. Mm -hmm. So blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Ron's food intake, just his daily food intake. Okay. After Ron had delivered her daily order, he'd come into the coffee shop for a quick cup of coffee and a warm cookie. Okay. So cook. Cookie. Cookie for breakfast. Hannah would see him again at three in the afternoon, right after he'd finished his routes. That was when he picked up his standing order, a dozen cookies to go. Ron kept them in his truck overnight so that he could have cookies for breakfast the next morning. Okay. One, he's in love with you. (laughs) Yeah. This man. (laughs) He's not eating these cookies. No. There's like a a huge like container of cookies in his house. It's like the movie Phenomenon with... uh, John Travolta and Curious oh, Edgewick shit. when I don't he keeps know buying her ugly ass chairs. This is exactly it. <laughs> so, because otherwise that means he is eating. <laughs> but we do cookies know cookies for breakfast. But we do know, and he's a milkman and another cookie. Yeah, when he sees her in the morning, but she knows that he um, is. She's she's been commenting in her head that he's been gaining weight. So maybe he is eating them. Not Ron, Bill. No, she even says Ron. Really? She says that he just is a little soft around the tummy. And I'm like, girl, stop. But he's also like as attractive as Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's as attractive (laughs) as Tom Cruise. He's just like a little doughier. I'm like, all right, girl. Whatevs, Hannah. So so there's that where she's like, woman, you sell cookies. (laughs) And then you're just going around having these thoughts. What are you doing? Okay, I know that now we live in 2019, which is like the world of like specializing where you can like go to a yeah. store that just sells shoelaces. But this is a small town in the 90s. It's too much. She it's needs to diversify. Too specialized. She needs it's to, only cookies. It's only cookies. It's, what are you, Mrs. Field? Exactly. It's only cookies. It's crazy. It is crazy. And so and her store is popping. People are like feeling in. I guess it's coffee also. It's crazy. Um so here's here's her talking about her mom to Luann, the hardworking single mom cosmetic saleswoman who refuses to accept charity and gives her life to take care of her mother and daughter. 
also refuses to say who the father was and um, is therefore, of course, respectable in Hannah's mind because she is a woman who has given up her life to care for others. She's which for all that Hannah says in her head that like she doesn't need a man and she uh, has always been judged for being smarter than other women is the only thing a woman should do. Yeah. Give up her whole life and support the people around her. Well, she even like like when she and her sister are like doing all that sleuthing together, she's like, oh, we're going to get in so much trouble from Bill. Yeah. And I'm like, <sighs> whatever. And she keeps acting like she's like, oh, I, I hope Bill gets promoted. But then if he does, he might not let Andrea work. And I'm like, what? I know. And then she also was 2000. like 2000. She's also like, Andrea, we need to help your husband because what a woman does is help her husband. Yeah. And I was like, give up your life. Wait, give what? up your life for your husband and your child. She has a real estate shit going on. Do, you are let not yourself anymore. Your body is just <laughs> a vessel for others. He should be doing reception for her at her real estate business because who is more talented in their job? Yeah. Bill as a cop? I don't think so. No. Probably Andrea. Probably she's committed. She's, she's made she's sales. Working. So here is her talking about her mom's eating. Um, so she's with Luann trying to figure out where this shade of lipstick came from. Tracking down lipstick lady. And and Hannah, the, <laughs> the scripts that Hannah writes in her head before she goes to talk to people. <laughs> so funny she's like i'll just go and i'll say that i'm looking for the color for my mom because obviously i would never wear that color because i'm redheaded also she's always right always right it's so fucking obnoxious because um, guess what guess what luann says when she says she's looking for that shade she's like i hope not for you you're a redhead it's so weird here all right this is just about the lipstick then just real quick um Yes, I do. Hannah Hannah told herself she wasn't really lying. She'd already decided to buy some cosmetics from Luann. Anyone who worked this hard to make a life for her mother and daughter deserved her help. What color did you have in mind? Luann asked. This color. Hannah reached into her purse and drew out the bag that contained the cup that she had fished out of a dumpster. This is like the sketchiest How fucking this shit normal? in the world. And Luann's like, mm-hmm, this is totally normal that you've brought in a dumpster cup mm-hmm. for me to compare shades with. Oh, you've brought trash into my home. (laughs) Thank you for keeping it in a bag. (laughs) Do you have anything that matches this? Luann stared at the cup a moment and then she sighed. You can't wear that color, Hannah. It'll clash with your hair. Oh, it's not for me. Hannah launched into the story she'd prepared. Bill had warned her not to mention the investigation, but Hannah had thought of a way around that restriction. My mother just loves this shade. She was helping me take out the trash the other day and she spotted this cup with the lipstick on it. Okay, so then who did Hannah? Hannah. Whatever. (laughs) Luann looked relieved. Then it's for your mother? That's right. She told me she used to wear lipstick like this, and she can't find it anywhere in town. I thought I'd surprise her with it the next time I go over there for Carb Tuesday. Carb Tuesday? (laughs) That's what I call it. I have dinner with mother every Tuesday night, and she's crazy about sweets. Last night, we had Hawaiian pot roast with pineapple slices and candied yams. Luann started to grin. I can see why you call it Carb Tuesday. You haven't heard the rest of it. We also had a side dish of fried bananas and nut cake with chocolate frosting for dessert. Mother had ice cream on top of hers. Your mother sounds like a sugar junkie. Does she ever eat it right out of the bag? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised, Hannah laughed. I know she has a stash of fudge brownies in her freezer and a whole drawer filled with one pound chocolate bars. 
I guess I should be grateful that she invited Carrie Rose and her son to join us for dinner. Norman's a dentist. You make cookies Cookies. for a living. That's right. Like you are surrounded by cookies. You every time she goes to interview somebody, she brings brings a fucking fucking bag of cookies. What are you doing? And the thing is, her like cookie bribery fucking works every time. It's so obnoxious. I can't believe it. She also like. If here's the thing, if she were, if her thing was that she was like a Pilates instructor, sure. she would be bitchy, but it would make sense. It would fit. Yes. Her thing. Every time she bitches about other people, either a being overweight, b liking sweets, c like eating a lot. I'm like, girl, you literally like you pedal an item that is a non-necessary Butter food item and sugar. What? What? Why are you being such a bitch? I do want to talk about the cornflake cookies because those sound good as shit. I'm not judging. No. I love cookies. I, and I, I'm a nice person. I wanted to make those, but then sort I of. was afraid to have them in my home because it makes 80 cookies. Oh my God. Why? All of them were like yields eight to 10 dozen. I was like, girl, what is this? I am not Hannah the Baker. No. I want to. Why are you including recipes that are too many cookies? I'm like, do you know what, what size oven? Like, I don't want to do math. We don't all have two ovens in our home. But also, you know? I was thinking to myself, how are you making this many cookies? She's you have so many one cookies. assistant. You're yeah. getting up at 6 a.m. Girl, I know what it takes to run a bakery. Those Bakers people wake get up, up at four, 3 yeah. to 4 a.m. Yeah. But then again, she's not making breads. So is she just like a lot of them? She makes the dough at night and lets them sit overnight. How can she afford to live? Also, when this bitch is calling this one cookie Regency ginger crackles or something as if there's something fucking special. I'm like, girl, you're making ginger snaps. I'm looking at this recipe. I can buy those at the fucking store. Well, she is just giving it that name because it's for the Regency club. Yeah. Regency romance club. So she caters everything in town. There are so many clubs. There's a million clubs. Which Her mom again, is in 12 clubs. It's not something from 2000. No. That is of an earlier time. Yeah. She's catering everything. Maybe it's different in a small town. It might, you know, it I might be know. actually. This is like when I, when we were very confident that like it was ridiculous how many parades they were in Babysitter's Club. Oh, I know. And people were like, and we people were like, yeah, there were constantly parades. I, actually, I was absolutely in every parade. When I would go to Montana, I would see a lot of signs for clubs. So I think there are a lot of clubs, like social clubs. That's good. Which I think is actually really I support clubs. I think it is really cool. And I think it's like a cool way to, and I know that this sounds so like dumb as if I've been really disconnected from clubs, but we don't, I don't know that we have an active like social club scene in LA. I'm sure that there are like meetups and stuff. Yeah. But I think it's a really cool way to like, let's say you're new in town and this sounds so dumb, but like, you know, you're new in town and you don't know <laughs> and anyone you, and you want to meet a man. Exactly. And you want to yeah. meet a man. So you go to quilting and no, no, no. You want to meet two men that are going to fight over you <laughs> like happens in this book. Well, I can't wait to read the next installment. What's going to happen between Norman and Mike? Okay. So first all right, of all, so Norman, Norman, <laughs> Norman it's just a nice dentist. He sounds cool. And he actually is like friendly and nice and like j- makes jokes that she he laughs seems at. seems easy to talk to. He's very easy to talk to. And also, I mean, was his dad a sexual this was, assaulter? Wait, this is what we need to talk about. Who would drug women and take photos of them topless while they were passed out in his dentist chair? Yes. Yes. 
Did okay. Norman know about it? Possibly. Not according to the book. <laughs> Does it more likely seem like he inherited that practice from his dad along with the dental practice? Yes, it does. Okay. He has a dark room in his dentist's That's office. That's what I was worried I about. That this motherfucker is doing the same thing. It's uh, crazy. I was like, how is this not the whole book? So this has to be what? It was, and also the fact what? that it was a detail that was done in like five pages. It was crazy. So it was like two pages. It was, it was so insane. So it was, okay. So, so Andrea's like, let me help you, sister. So oh. why don't you go to lunch and I will snoop around in his office. Oh yeah, because for all that Hannah told us in her head that Andrea was mean and snooty. Andrea's the best. For the rest of the book, Andrea is like the nicest fucking sister. And it's like, thank you so much for all the help that you give me. I don't know if I've done that enough. I know that you came back here when you could have finished college and la 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 la. And I'm so great. And I'm great, great, great. Also, she's, she's so much better than Hannah. She's a better sleuth than Hannah. She like puts together things way more than Hannah does. Yeah. And she's like way perceptive too. Yeah. It took Hannah forever to figure out what those photos were. She was so dumb. So disgusting. So she's like, um, I need to talk to Norman because he uh, he saw Ron the morning of his death because when Ron was holding his face all weird, um, basically they find Ron shot to death in an alleyway. Yep. That's the whole thing. So uh, Ron's holding his face all weird. Turned out he got in a fight at an Indian gaming casino with a bouncer. That was weird. Who punches him in the face and cracks his tooth. So he goes to uh, a dentist that opens really early who is Norman. So Norman had seen him the morning of his death. So she goes to kind of be like, all right, did you kill him sort of thing. So she goes and has lunch with him in his like office office. And she's like, why don't we eat in here? And Andrea's like, well, you guys are in there. I'm going to snoop all around the entire premises. And she does. Do you have it pulled up? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I will read the end yes. of... There's a fucking recipe in between these chapters. I, I can't That's believe she had the gall to do that. So disrespectful. I mean, All right. the entire the book handles it in a very disrespectful way, but let's continue. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. We should read the whole fucking chapter. Okay. So Andrea comes out and she's like, oh, great. Are you done with lunch? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then, <laughs> sneezing. Um, and then, also she's Hannah, smiling. She's like, <laughs> "Let's go, Hannah." It's like revealed that Hannah agreed to go with Norman to like the a big, dinner, uh, the party, the party thrown by the richest family in town that they have every year. Blah blah blah. And they get in the car, and Andrea's like, "You just agreed to what?" She's like, I know, but he's actually pretty fun to talk to. And Andrea's like, no, bitch. I just found these photos in his, like, file room. Ugh. Gross. Okay. Hurry up. This is important. Hannah wasn't about to argue. She dashed into the shop, told Lisa to please handle... Okay, blah, 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 blah. She raced through the swinging door to the back room, set the coffee mugs down on the work island, and slid... All right. Also... Too many descriptions of where things are. I mean, you'd think it was me yeah, writing we, this. You'd think this is Empire High. I don't need every step of every step. Also, like content warning, I guess. Um, sexual oh, assault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. this is for sure sexual it's assault in this. So book. weird. Mm -hmm. They do it's not treat so it as such. Weird. They do not treat it like that. And then they continue on as though they did the right thing. 
Which I don't they know. Did not, no, I don't think I don't they did. Know, but I don't, I don't know think what they, they should have done. No, think, they should have handed it over so that Norman could have been investigated. Yes, because who knows? It's fucking crazy. Also it's crazy, you guys. Here's the thing. Wouldn't wouldn't you, given everything, mm-hmm. want to know for sure? For sure. Not only about Norman, but like, let's say you were one of those women. Would you want to know that somebody I don't did know. that to you? I don't know. If I had absolutely no idea, but what if I have a vague memory and I've just been thinking I'm insane? Or here's the, here's the other option. It depends on my state of mind. Let's say you're Hannah. Uh-huh. Could you really sit by? Let's say that they're celebrating what a wonderful man he is. They're putting up a statue in the square. Are you going to be like, cool? I, I don't think I could have done what she did. I wouldn't. I would have turned those photos over. I, I would have had to because I can't. I would not trust the whole rest of the book. I was like, Norman could still be a fucking rapist. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So it's not like these photos are, might be the only thing that happened to these women. Exactly. It probably wasn't. All right. It's truly disgusting. Ugh. Set the coffee mugs down on the work island and slid onto a stool close to her sisters. Didn't need to know that. All right, Andrea, this has gone on long enough. Out with it. Andrea was obviously enjoying this moment. Gross. Gross. So gross. She opened her purse with a flourish, pulled out a large manila envelope, and pushed it over to Hannah. What's this? Open it, Andrea instructed, and then tell me again how nice Norman is. And then comes a recipe for pecan shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to read the end of it because at the end of every recipe is a little note from hannah about the recipe so blah 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 recipe recipe in parentheses there's no problem if your recipe calls for dark brown sugar or light brown sugar just mix in molasses until it's the right color norman rhodes adores these and so does bill yields eight to ten dozen depending on cookie size okay chapter 11 (laughs) god here we go hannah couldn't say a word Her tongue seemed glued to the roof of her mouth. She stared down at the stack of Polaroids and blinked hard. No, she wasn't imagining things. The images were still there. There were no faces, just pictures of women's torsos, and every one was nude to the waist. Hannah, Andrea reached out to grab her arm. Are you all right? Hannah took a deep breath and nodded. Who are they? Dental patients. You can tell where they were taken from the background. Again, the fact that Andrea knows all this shit and Hannah's so fucking dumb. Andrea jabbed her picture, I'm sorry, her finger at the top print. See that picture on the wall? It's in the room that Norman uses for cleaning teeth. I checked. This woman posed for Norman in his dental chair? Make that idiot. these women. Andrea fanned out the picture so that Hannah could see. And I don't think they exactly posed. See the two canisters next to the chair? One is oxygen and the other is nitrous oxide. Laughing gas? I studied it in chemistry class. If you mix it right turning the page it's an anesthetic a lot of dentists use it but if you cut down on the oxygen it can make you lose consciousness a couple of whiffs of the increased mixture and these women would have passed out cold he knocked them out and took nude photos of them that's what it looks like to me when they came to they couldn't remember a thing hannah shook her head i can't believe that norman would do something like this he seems so normal That's what they always say about perverts. You've heard those interviews on the news. All the neighbors say that they can't believe it and that he seemed like such a normal guy. Hannah blinked and stared down at the photographs again. She still couldn't believe that Norman could have taken these pictures. She picked up the stack of Polaroids and rifled through them again. I wonder if... What is it? Andrea turned to stare at her sister when Hannah stopped speaking abruptly. 
It's this one. Hannah pointed to the picture. There's a gold chain around her neck and that pendant. I know I've seen it before. Andrea grabbed the photo for a second look. You're right. I've seen it too. It's a Celtic cross, isn't it? That's right. Hannah's eyes widened as she recognized the subject of the photograph. Norman didn't take these pictures, Andrea. He didn't? He couldn't have taken them. That's Miss McNally, our seventh grade math teacher. And she left Lake Eden to get married three years ago. Andrea stared down at the photo in shock. Miss McNally is the only one who ever wore a cross like that. Norman's father must have taken these pictures. What are we going to do? Should I read what they're... Yes. Yes. Hannah's brain shifted gears. First, we're not going to tell anybody about them. Norman's father is dead. It's too late to do anything to him now. Making this public would just mortify his mother and embarrass the women. That makes sense, Andrea agreed quickly. Do you suppose Norman knows what his father did? I don't know. Where did you find these pictures? They were in a storeroom. I found them in a little box under a stack of old x-rays. It was filthy back there, Hannah. There must have been an inch of dust on those x-rays and... Andrea stopped, realizing what she'd just said. Norman doesn't know about them, Hannah. There was just too much dust. You don't I'm know I'm almost that. positive that stack of x-rays hadn't been touched in at least a year. Hannah breathed a sigh of relief. Good. Do you think you got all the photos? I think so. I dumped the box in that envelope and I spent the last five minutes looking for more. Andrea looked out to gather up the photos and turn them face down. What are we going to do with them, Hannah? We're going to destroy them. I'll throw them in my fireplace tonight. You can't do that. Andrea objected. You've got a gas log. You're not supposed to burn anything in your fireplace. Maybe we should shred them. I'd do it at work, but Al would ask me what I was shredding. Let's try industrial strength stain remover, Hannah suggested as she slid off her stool. I used it to clean off the rust stains off my bathroom sink, and I've got some left in the bottle. It's supposed to take off anything. Andrea followed Hannah to the sink and watched as she poured several inches of stain remover into the bottom of her stainless steel sink. They dropped in one of the photos, and Hannah moved it around with the handle of one of her long mixing spoons. It took a minute or so, but eventually the photo bleached out to white. It works! Andrea sounded surprised. How did you know to do that? I saw something like that in a movie. Go ahead, Andrea. You put in the photos, and I'll stir them around. In less than five minutes, the nude photos had disappeared, leaving perfectly white paper behind. Hannah pulled the plug, ran some clear water over the paper, and dumped the whole mess into the garbage. I guess I'd better get back to the office. Andrea glanced up at the clock. I have to pick up the keys and some flyers before my showing. Hannah gave her a little hug. Thanks for all your help, Andrea. You're a really good snooper, and I'm glad you found those pictures before Norman or his mother stumbled across them. So am I. Andrea gave her a sunny smile and headed for the swinging door. She stopped. A her sunny hand- smile? Yeah. That's disgusting. Her hand extended to push it open and turned back. Hannah? Yes? I think you should go to the party with the, or go to the Woodley's party with Norman. I was wrong. He's boring, but he really is a nice guy. And that's the last they talk about it. Ever. 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 That would haunt, I would have to stop investigating. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe, uh, like, I don't know where my head was. I can't get involved in a police investigation about a murder. And I just saw a whole bunch of photos of women's breasts taken while they were drugged. And who the fuck knows what else happened? It's crazy that it does not get mentioned again. And it's crazy that she doesn't then think about that again when Norman says he has a fucking dark room. Mm-hmm. In his fucking office. Also, you know what's crazy? What? Is that neither Andrea nor Hannah seem to give a shit that this happened. No. They're, they're not scared or upset or worried what? or anything. What 
something I thought about was, wow, they'd really just like expect things like this to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Sometimes your dentist drugs you with nitrous oxide and then takes naked photos of you. And the fact that they were like, oh, we better not tell anyone because we don't want anyone to get embarrassed. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what the Wow. Wow. Like, well, he's dead anyway. So what good could it do? And it's like, I don't know. There could be others out there. It's like, well, don't report your rape. It'll be so embarrassing for you. Exactly. <sighs> I, I mean, I support somebody who it happened to. Sure. Not saying anything. But if you find these photos, it's not your right to decide. Can we, since we're on a subject like this. Yes. Now we have another content warning domestic abuse. Yes. She finds out. That the coach's wife, the woman who wears that lipstick, mm-hmm. has been repeatedly be- been being severely beaten. It also takes her for fucking ever to figure that out. Yes. It, when it's and the Luan, signs are everywhere. Luann selling her the theatrical grade makeup. Yeah. So that she can cover her bruises is like, I guess she just has really bad skin. Mm-hmm. Like all over. And so I don't know how she gets it on her back even. Yeah. Stupid. And another thing, Hannah never tells this woman, you need to leave your husband. She's just like, if you need to talk, I'm here. And it's like, girl, you need. She encourages her to report it. She asks her, are you going to report it? And she's like, oh, no, it would be so embarrassing for him. And she's like, hmm, I see. Which this woman is so indoctrinated. Like, I don't know how you could convince her in that moment. Yeah. It's like, I get it, but it is... I mean, she does tell Bill about it at the end. She's like, can you watch? Yeah, just keep an eye out. And then Bill says something extremely ominous and cryptic about, like, it's good that you told me in case something else happens. hmm Whoa. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like she's so plucky and, like, I'm gonna just do this thing for everything else. I don't know why she doesn't just fucking kidnap that woman and be like, you need to be away from your husband right now. It's crazy. She there. Yeah, there. So those are two. Also, the poor woman has a gambling problem. Yeah, that's why she was with Ron. Ron was her sponsor. Mm -hmm. They both went to Gamblers Anonymous together. And the reason he got in a fight in the casino parking lot is because he was handing out uh, flyers about it. I'm trying to find the thing where he says he has a dark room. It's insane. (laughs) But those are two things where it's like. Okay, this would, for me, completely derail my taste for participating in this. Or at least affect me. She's not affected at all. Yeah. She's just like, hmm, okay, anyway, on to my next investigation. Yep. It's crazy. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Reading the glum expression on Andrea's face, Hannah doubted that she was going to have a good time without Bill, but her sister nodded. Okay, honey, be careful and I'll see you at home. After Bill left, they all trooped back to the party. Hannah had seen Norman rewind the film and drop it into his pocket, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. And she was curious. Are you going to put the film in the night drop at the drugstore, Norman? No. Norman shook his head. "I'll I'll develop it myself when I get home. I just finished setting up my dark room. You're a photographer? You're a photographer? You're a photographer? Just an amateur. I caught the bug when I was in Seattle. It's a great hobby. I'll bring the prints by the cookie jar in my lunch break tomorrow so you can see them. 
The orchestra was playing by the time they re-entered the ballroom, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, are you kidding me? I know. I'm like, girl, you that's already know about the I can fucking think photos. About. And I know that the photos were Polaroids and that's a different thing. But still, if but someone, still, if, if the son of a man who took photos of women while they're passed out has a dark room, I'm not just like, oh, you're just an amateur photographer. Cool. There's, I'm worried. That is such a weird, specific connection to those photos. Yeah. Is that you have your own dark room. Yeah. No. And fine. Maybe he has no idea, but at least make sure. But like, look the fuck yeah. into it. Like, make that certain. Where it's like, okay, I couldn't have destroyed the photos. I I think I would have wanted to sit on it. Yeah. Think about what you should do. And then if that happened, I would be like, okay, I have to, I have to report this. And I'd try yeah. to sneak the photos back in and then call in like an anonymous tip. And also, just let the police do the rest. She does not ever wear gloves. And I'm like, girl, what? That's great. I'm like, wear some fucking gloves. She's breaking into people's houses left and right. I'm like, wear some gloves. Even though like she worked so hard not to get her fingerprints on that styrofoam cup. Yeah. And then Bill was like, yeah, we can't get prints from this. It's too porous. Or yeah. And she's like, oh, oh I guess okay. I didn't have to bring this to you. <laughs> also, the fact that she's not a CI, which is why I'm not which is why I'm pushing for this when he's like, tell me who the woman with the red lipstick is. And she's like, or the pink lipstick is. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, okay. I'm like, no, yeah. push on that. I just have you down as a snitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She. Okay. So like, if you're helping fucking helps that I can go and interview these people too. Yeah. Instead. He's like, you're right. If anybody found out that you were like telling what, people told you they'd never tell you anything again yeah it's like well maybe but also like this is a fucking murder investigation yeah. do your job she also like okay so what then, is he doing he's we he's doing literally doing? nothing he doesn't do anything he's not a good cop what is there i is there one thing he does he that, um then like tips her off to do something uh, or is it truly he's doing nothing? He doesn't really do anything. He like follows up on stuff and then it's like, oh, you were right. That like wasn't a lead. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. I'm like already doing this other thing. Or like, thanks. I'll go. I'll go find out if that like record exists. Yeah. And then I'll be like, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just doing like, like paperwork. Fake work. Yeah. And then, so then she finds out at this party. So she meets like the, the really fancy people that are throwing the party are Judith and, um, What's the guy's name? Light. Judith Light. Is that her name? No. Oh. Del. Oh, D Delano. Oh. Or um, Delano. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Delano's. Something. The sun is Delano's Bertram something. Or, but, but, but. Benton. Benton. Woodward. Woodley. Woodley. Judith Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Del Woodley. Shailene Del Woodley. <laughs> Del Woodley Shailene. So they're like the rich family and Benton is the son. And... Um, they're the one who are throwing this huge, huge party. She goes to the party. She has a great time with Norman. But every time he wants to dance with her, she's like, ew, he's so gross. She, <laughs> Which I'm like, fine. He like asks her to be his date for the thing. And then when Andrea asks her about it later, she's like, it's not a date. What do you think a date consists of i'm like girl this is a date also i was so confused because then it'll be like she's just like i have to go norman i have to go i can't how am i gonna tell him uh blah 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 migraine 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. She's like, wow, he like really let that go easily. I know her ego's hurt because he yeah. doesn't care. And I'm like, girl, maybe he doesn't really like you. I was like, I hope Norman's gay. I hope Norman has, I hope Norman has the hots for Andrea. I hope, I, I hope, hope Norman just has a wife. Yeah, he just has a wife. He's he like, oh, no, 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 I'm one. very happily married. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what my mom's up to. I think she just wants me to make some friends. Yeah. But like, that is not where I saw this going. He's like, I'm sorry. My like, wife is very attractive. Yeah. She's like really hot. Also, she like, she has her own job and I don't yeah. have a problem I don't with care. that. I don't I'm so care. happy for her. I'm proud of her. I'm yeah. like, I admire her. Actually, my, my wife is an astrophysicist. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of her work because mm-hmm. she won a Nobel prize mm-hmm. um, and also has a uh, popular line of children's books about yes. science. So she's also very famous. She's extremely famous. And I don't mind not being the spotlight not I, at all in fact i love supporting her i yeah i just love because i also i love dentistry because it helps people yeah i'm here to help people yeah um and i don't judge anyone either i like take everyone at face value and i'm mm-hmm. just happy to be here yeah i mean i'm happy to be here but also like my mom actually forced me to ask you here's the thing i make the best of, the, of every situation yeah but like you seem really nice you're so nice you're and like I so nice i mean your friend to me <laughs> yeah you're, you're nice like, to me to my face like to my face but i also get this sense that like you think you're better than me and i do see that and i i, I but, do see that you think that but like i i like i meditate i understand that we're all just like connected we all have our mm. own neuroses so like i understand that like that's coming from a place deep in you mm-hmm. where you like must kind of hate yourself and that's why so and, it's okay and i mean and i it, it doesn't even really bother me it's more that i i i think i feel bad for you i think i, I yeah i don't want to say just pity like, not, i don't want to say that pity, word but i have sympathy and i think about you and wish you the best yeah i just really sense. and i hope that like because i know all you do at your business is sell cookies and i'm just like worried about how sustainable that is um so i just i just really hope you make it kid anyway great time tonight mm-hmm. so yeah your sister has a migraine go 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 and she's like Oh, wow. He like isn't head over heels for me. Wow. He like just just like letting me go as a human person with their own like autonomy. And then like and then later people will be like, oh, so Norman done something. I know. Like like, I have to go. My sister has a migraine. What? No, we're having such a good time. And so she's like, like pissed that he doesn't care. And then later when people are like, oh, so you and Norman, she's like, ew. Norman, he's ugly. He's bald and a dentist. As if I could even. Ew. I'm single and I love... Okay, we need to talk about the cat thing. We mentioned this briefly off air. I'm a cat lady. Yeah. Love me cats. I I, I will try to meet every single cat I can. I need to pet every cat I can. Mm -hmm. I talk to my cats. Her relationship with Moisha... Moish. Moish is unacceptable. It's... Very strange. It's embarrassing as shit. It's, I can't quite put my finger on why even. You know what it is? It's the book equivalent of like something crazy happens on a TV show and then the dog cocks its head. Yes. I'm like, I don't That need, is what it is. I'm like, I hate that shit. Like, I hate that she shit. She acts like he knocks over his food bowl to get her out of talking to her mom. And she's like, you little genius. Thanks for the save. Or... Like, like, or like he, he, she thinks that the cat purposely scratches up her mom's nylons mm-hmm. when she comes over to keep, to her, keep away, her away to protect and, her and that it works. 
Yeah. Also, why are you feeding him yogurt and ice cream? Yeah, cats are... He um, is 25 pounds, lady. He's a cat. He's huge. It's too big. Well, here's the thing. So first of all, he's a large cat. My cats are like nine and 12 pounds. Some cats can be huge. Mm-hmm. I've met some very large like farm cats that are very big. But 25, 25 is, is very large. Dangerously obese, I would think. Unless, I mean, I've met a 21 pound cat who was not overweight, but he was like scary big. <laughs> um, Google this. It's a large cat. I would guess is he, a, oh wait, but he's ginger. Yeah. So he wouldn't be a Maine Coon because Maine Coons are really big. 25 pounds is huge. It's for too a cat. big, I think. No, it's too big. 21 pounds is really large. Because you've seen LH, who is my mm-hmm. larger of the two cats. Yeah. She is 12 pounds. Are you looking at pictures of 25 pound cats? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. They're too big. Yeah, too big. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that picture of the really uh, fat cat wearing a pair of Calvins? <laughs> no. <laughs> so stupid. All right. So there's this thing on Reddit. Adopted this cute and very overweight kitty a few years ago. Put him on a diet. And she did it before and after. And before he is 21.3 pounds. And after he is 9.7 pounds. Oh my God. <gasps> Look how much healthier he looks. It's oh shocking. God. I can't believe that's the same cat. Wow. Wow. A, to have a 25 pound. And he's old too. He's old. He's old, and here's another thing. Cats are actually lactose intolerant. I knew that that was fucking bullshit that she was feeding him that. It's disgusting. Yeah. Hannah sucks. Hannah does suck. She also, like, she the fact that she thinks when the phone rings and she answers the phone and she goes, oh, hi, mom, and the cat's ears go down and she's like, he knows that that's my mom. I'm like, yeah, no, he fucking doesn't. Up. Also, she needs to establish boundaries with her mother. It's... The fact that her mom calls her at six in the morning. That is too that's much. fucking nuts, dude. Um, but yeah, so I'm a huge cat lady. I have a weird relationship with my cats. I talk to them all day long because a lot of times I'm alone. Literally Friday night, I was coming home uh, from uh, doing a gig and I didn't have anything planned for that night. And I literally was like, in my head, I was like, oh, yay, I can't wait to hang out with my cats tonight, <laughs> which is weird. I know that. And but I talk to my cats all the time. It's not that weird. Do you love your dog? Yeah. People love their, their you pets. You love your cat? Yeah. You love you you, you care can love your for pet. them? That's that's fine. Yeah. I like I But it's not like you think I don't think I'm having a conversation with my cat roommate about my mom. Yeah. Like you'll talk for them, but not like that. Not like that. And it it really is it's just too cheesy. It's like her being it is, like It's exactly what you said like the, it's what it's like on a sitcom if you cut to a, a pet for a reaction shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Or like, exactly. Or it's like the cat will like yowl and she'll be like, you got that right, Moish. And I'm like, mm, I don't really. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's in part because I already don't like her. Yeah. Because I really was still not sure about Norman. But then when he got to her, <clears throat> excuse me, when he got to her house and Moish liked him. Yeah, I was like, I guess that isn't going to go anywhere. I know. I, I, was guess, like, I guess he's he fine. Is fine. Um, and then he said the thing about the dark room and I was like, but the cat liked him. <laughs> I know. I so know. I was so, it, 
Because that was just too big. It was too big not to have had a larger part. Also, you can't just throw that in. You can't. No, it's too big of a detail. It's crazy. It's bigger than than the domestic abuse. Yeah. It's because he might be connected crazier. to this like underground web oh of my like God. photographs of unconscious women. I mean, he may have been raping those patients. We don't know. We don't know what's it's happening. Crazy to the throw thing is, that in. Hannah doesn't care. Hannah doesn't. She doesn't care. care. Why doesn't she care? It's it's insane. Oh my God. And you don't know what the fuck else is in that office. No, you don't. This could be the tip of the fucking this iceberg. This might have been a father and son rape practice. Y- yes. Oh, terrifying. God. Terrible business. Oh my God. Very bad. Family business. I'm really glad that um, it wasn't a larger part of the book, but like, so take it out entirely. Then take it out. Why the fuck is it there? Why? Why? It's so upsetting. The fact that it's just it's to create crazy. a red herring, like that's insane. That's and for two seconds, for two seconds, it gets <laughs> resolved instantly with it, and it's a cliffhanger of I what know. is going to happen. And then, and then a recipe, recipe for pecan shoes. <laughs> it's so extreme. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so Joanne. Crazy. Joanne. I know Joanne. Honestly, I think Joanne. She's of her time. She is of her time. I just do think that she maybe needed to take this to an editor in the city just to read it through. Yeah, you know that someone went through this, though. <sighs> and they this were fine. This is a reprint. Was this worse? Was it worse before? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course yeah, it was. Probably was. Um, so. Oh, worse the first. No. I'm sure they thought nothing of it. They were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that probably gets great. Yeah. Um, oh, um, very brief side note. Uh, I think I've talked on the podcast before about rereading the stand by Stephen King Mm -hmm. and um, thinking it was weird that they left the word Negro in there, Mm -hmm. but like knowing that that was replacing the N word. Mm -hmm. And then I bought an original copy of the stand um, because I was that curious. And because I have started buying older versions of Stephen King books because the covers are cool as hell. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was the N word. Mm-hmm. And so then I saw a new printing mm-hmm. in Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I'll check to see if they've removed Negro." No, they changed it back to the N word. Oh, really? I was like, "What?" That's really interesting. What is that choice? I also I do wonder because I don't really remember the stand. Maybe I didn't read it. It's the one about the um like flu yeah, the virus that kills yeah. like almost everyone. What I do here. And I and I think there there have been people that were like I would keep the n word because it like it's preserves like Huckleberry the time. Finn, I get it. And that's the other thing too. It's like if it's like if a character is saying it right, mm-hmm. then that's whatever. Like I, I, for me, if I guess okay, here's what it is. Uh-huh. Oh, we talked about this when we read Carrie in our first outside yeah. genre. I think. I think there's a difference between the narrator saying it and like people saying it. If the narrator is saying it to describe a character, that never happens. Okay. No. Because that, no, 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 I'm no, like, no. ew. Stephen remove. King is not racist. I don't, I have seen no signs that he's racist. Okay. But like for me, but it just seems so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's not a larger part of their character. Mm-hmm. If, if the character is to make a point about racism, mm-hmm. Then leave it in. Yeah. But if not, it just, it was like, because the whole, the reason it's even getting used, I understand leaving it in when the villain is saying that about the, yes, like angelic black woman, Mm -hmm. when the devil is saying it about her, it's like, okay, well, that's an antagonistic Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. relationship he's trying to like get in her head. But like when the mom is saying it about the son sounding black on the radio, mm-hmm. you don't need that word. You can just say sounds black and you're still getting across that the person is like, um, weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's a really weird thing to say. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, there's still like you still like get what era they grew up mm-hmm. in. You know that they're a kind of character who thinks that's okay to say. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use that word. Well, and also when you do use that word, I think you have to un like especially with reprints mm-hmm. is what I mean because you can't really foresee things like that now. But it, with the reprint, you have to realize that by in leaving that word and with the connotation that that word has now and the weight that that word carries now. Even if you're like, oh, it wasn't my intention for that character to seem racist. It's like, well, they do. They seem much more racist now. Well, it is an accurate snapshot of like the very like casual racism sure. of white people. Yeah. It's like, or I'm not racist. Even... I'm just saying yeah. that you sound black. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. oh, don't. Or maybe don't. leave it in or maybe leave it in then and. And, I just think and, you and can reveal. still get across, especially because it is being modernized. Yeah. If somebody is saying oh, that. Oh, it's being modernized, then yes, exactly. you have to take it out. You it, have thank to. Because you. Yeah. then it makes the character seem fucking crazy. crazy. That's my point. Is It's not like, yeah, I get why it's in the 70s edition. Right. But when it, it got updated for the 90s edition. Were they adding in like cell phones type stuff? Yes, they were updating so if you're it doing that, in the era. Not cell phone, because it was like nine, right, 1990. But, but you're making but, it so that it could take place in the 90s. Exactly. Then and you so, have to change it. But that's why they updated it to Negro, I think. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I see why somebody in that time would have used that word, because I once had a very insane conversation with my dad where he argued, why can't I use that word anymore? Yeah. And it, this was in... 2007. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? why are you saying this mm-hmm. <laughs> to me right now? Um... But I get it. 1990, it gets across what kind of person that is. But if somebody in 1990 had said that word, he'd be like, whoa, what? So to reprint when it it still takes place in 1990 in the reprint that I saw. But now not only does she not use Negro, she uses the N word. She's gone. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I do wonder. That is crazy. I wonder. Because now it's like, oh, that person is a raging racist. Yeah. Instead of just the casual white person racism of now to be like, you sound black. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's really interesting. That's crazy. Really interesting. I was very surprised. That's crazy. Why would it be in there? No, that's crazy. If you're modernizing it, then it needs to go away because then you make Make your character seem like. Yeah. Like and, and also maybe it to me, it makes the person seem so racist rather than shedding a light on like more what might be seen as a more of a microaggression Mm -hmm. or uh you know something that's a little bit more insidious Mm -hmm. um that people overlook as more casual yeah but it's like oh no but that needs to be seen as racist too but to only be like oh well like go to the worst which is to use the actual n-word yeah i think that like ignores a huge swath of America that like would say something like, Oh, well you sound black. And it's like, like, what are you saying? You know, it's just like a weird comment that people would make. I get that. Mm -hmm. I get having that be a thing. I was just very surprised that not only did they not change it to you sound black, they changed it back. That's crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. That is crazy. 
Um, anyway, that was a long tangent, but it's kind of like this where it's like, take this out. It's too, it's, it's like so all fucking of a sudden the book weird. punched me in the face. And it is so weird. Or have your characters fucking react. But yes. the fact that you're just like, hmm, I guess it's not the, like, that was fucking nuts. Nuts. That was nuts. So then she um, finds, uh, she hears from someone like, oh, Max, the owner of the dairy, was supposed to go to this butter conference. He doesn't show up to the butter conference. So they're like, fuck, he's probably like, there's a killer on the loose. Maybe he's dead. So she and her sister break into his house. No gloves. They realize that his key to the dairy is gone. So they're like, okay, we got to go to the dairy. Maybe he's there. Why they think he's just there and fine is like crazy. That makes no <laughs> sense. The man stopped mid packing his yeah. car. His, there's like a open suitcase in the back of his seat. Suits hanging. Yeah. His wallet is there. Yeah. Wallet. The keys are in the ignition. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. They're very stupid. Call the police. Call the fucking police. To check out the fucking dairy. But no, they go by themselves. Mm-hmm. And they realize that the dumbest Hardy brothers yeah, imaginable. Like, oh, whoa, there's what? a there's an old part of the dairy that no one goes yeah. in. <laughs> that whole I was like because isn't Andrea's thing that she like went out on a date with Max or something? No, she um he was like trying to sell like have her appraise it or something. So she had seen okay. everything. Oh, okay. And then <sighs> and then oh no, no, no. So Andrea had seen his house for some mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. But then Hannah had taken a tour of the dairy. Of the dairy. And so she knew everything about the dairy. But even then she's so like, fucking what? dumb. She's so fucking dumb. She's like, oh, and then there's the historic part of the dairy, the old one. And he keeps that because I guess he just loves history. And, and what because we know, he says in the tour like, oh, and it costs me a lot to keep this, but I want to preserve history. The fact that she buys that. Despite, I would have bought that. But here's the thing. Everybody knows that he's money hungry. True. Every Like his thing is that he, everyone knows, oh, he'd like you know, he pinches pennies. Yeah. He like takes out these predatory loans. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> His game is insane. He's a loan shark. He's like a crazy ass <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> loan shark. This guy needs to be in like town. Fargo. There's no way. This is the smallest fucking town. But Fargo And exists. he is like going around. He's like buying up property. Giving everyone personal loans and then calling them in early so that people have to leave town don't you think after a while people would be like man can people keep leaving town <laughs> also like wouldn't you be like oh i'll just report this loan to the um police because i'm pretty sure it has unconscionable terms and cannot be enforced like yes. it's crazy because he also like tries to collect early which is illegal yeah so like i or it, it's it's a like illegal b like makes the contract probably void i would assume so the fact that everyone keeps buying into it and just being like well i guess i just gotta leave town and everybody's like no because i'm so embarrassed if i took out this loan with this motherfucker <laughs> and he called it in early and it was going to like ruin my life i would be screaming that from the rooftops. yeah i'd be like okay even if this is legal fine but i'm telling everyone in town that you have done this to me yeah because i know you're giving loans to other people and that's the other thing. It's like, there's more of us than you. So like, get the fuck out, Mr. Get Potter. Get the fuck out. So <laughs> this, this isn't your 
Potterville, <laughs> Bedford fucking Falls. <laughs> so like that SNL sketch. He has given a loan. This was the other thing too. So he gave a loan to. Oh, this bugged me. He gave the loan to Norman's father. This is where Norman's father comes back. Oh, man. The fact I that she does this, I was like, girl, what? Why are you doing this favor? What if it has something to do with those photos? Exactly. I couldn't stop thinking about, about photos. Like, was a woman suing him? Yeah, I and know. And he took out a loan to settle it out of court? Mm-hmm. What, what was he going that money on for? with that? What did he need that money for? She's so fucking stupid. She's so fucking Hannah stupid. sucks. So it's, it's sort of... Not even like she's stupid to me. It's more like she just doesn't, she doesn't care. care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. So she finds out that there's this predatory loan taken out on Norman's father. Or Norman's father took out a loan, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, from Max. Uh, and the loan paperwork, it, the loan was forgiven, right? He, no. There was a like stamp he on was, it. He was... Um, oh, well, it was... So the story of how it was paid off. It mm-hmm. wasn't forgiven. It was paid off. Um, right. Is that it was like a year away from being paid off. Oh, did Norman he called help? it in early. They told Norman. Norman took out a personal loan himself right. and Wired gave it money. to his That's father. Right. And they didn't want the either didn't want the mom to find out it even happened or didn't want for the mom to have to deal with the consequences now. So it is paid off. Also, isn't this like all of this? Isn't this such like baby boomer Midwestern pride bullshit? Yes. Because it's like, like all these people being like, I can't have anyone know I took out a loan. Yeah. And it's like everyone takes everyone out, loans takes out fucking loans. Everybody is in debt right now. I guess that's the difference between then and now is mm-hmm. that it's like, yeah, ain't no shame. Yeah. It's fucking weird if you don't have debt. Yeah. What kind of weirdo genius are you? Yeah. What do you live in a cabin in the woods yeah. and not have a phone and you, you live off the Vincent grid? Carthizer. We all have debt. <laughs> yeah. So she finds the thing and it has a stamp on it that says forgiven. Or not forgiven, I'm paid off mm-hmm. or whatever. The whatever phrase. There's a stamp. There's <laughs> a stamp on it. And she's like, hmm, I'll collect this and give this to Norman so no one can see that there was a loan. And I'm like, why? It was paid off. <laughs> it's paid off. It's fine. And also like, why? It makes no sense. So then I thought that was going to come into play somehow. It does I thought that maybe Norman did kill him. And that she took out the only thing that was going to be evidence. I thought it was going to be that, like, Hannah being involved, she made a big mistake. But, like, because of her mistake, the police found out who the killer was Mm -hmm. or something like that. No, she's just, like, fucking smart and everything's fine. Yeah. So then there's... She's not smart. She's not smart. She's snooping around in the old part of the dairy. And then her sister sees two feet. Oh, my God, it's Max. He's been shot, too. In the same way that... Ron, Ron was shot. shot. So she's like, oh my God, I think it's Benton. So she goes to the Woodley house. Because the reasoning is that Benton must have been, because Dell has an airtight alibi. Fucking everyone she talks to has an airtight, airtight alibi. Yeah. The degree to which people remember their schedule. It's insane. Does not make sense. Also, she, I will say only a few days have gone by. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Yeah, but they really know their fucking schedule and have like paperwork. They all have backup. They all have paperwork. Like with um, Danielle, it's the sparklets guy. Oh, my God. 
I kept reading it as sparklets. Sparklets. Because <laughs> she was like having to check in with the sparklets guy <laughs> that comes at eight. Um, oh, with the, the guy that Ron got in a fight with in the parking lot. It was that uh, his wife was giving birth. And so he was at the hospital. Why? Do people give her this information? Because also she finds know. the information on know. these alibis through subterfuge. Yes. Because she's every like, time. oh, so tell me why, like uh, w- what happened with that? Um, the guy who punched Ron and the guy's like, oh, well, let me tell you, he uh, actually left early that day. And she's like, why? And he's like, because his wife was giving birth. It was at this hospital. Yeah. Like, it was at this hospital at this time. Why are they so forthcoming? I've, if, if one of my security guards got in oh. a fight with somebody I also don't beat up people handing out gamblers nope. anonymous flyers nope. i bet that doesn't happen i don't know though um if they got in a fight with somebody and then somebody came in a couple of days later and was like hi my brother got in a fight and i just came here to personally apologize i'd be like are you trying to rob my casino <laughs> I know because that's the other thing, right? So she keeps Why are claiming, you here? She keeps claiming it's like, you know, or the, the wool over our eyes is composed of the fact that this is a small town. Yes. But I'm like, no, no, no. But this is a casino. Not here. Not this here. is a fucking casino. A casino doesn't pull. Like they don't no. play. Mm-mm. They'll break your legs. Like yeah. don't. And then she finds out the information about. Um, oh, I just remembered something else. Too. What, what? What? No, no, no. You can. I can't remember what she found. Remember the information found the information about. What was it? She's like asking. She finds out all At this the information casino? after the casino. I can't remember. What I were you going to say? Um, the other thing I hate about this book is how at every turn, not only is Hannah able to get the information, but is rewarded. Yeah. In some way with Claire's dress shop, Beaumont or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire is like, this dress is so beautiful. You absolutely must have it. I will give it to you at cost. Don't tell anyone. And then she is talking to her mom and she's like, oh, as a thank you, I'm going to buy you the shoes for your dress. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. And then she goes to the casino. Lisa forces her to play the slot machine and she wins like $1,500. I forgot she won the jackpot. She wins a jackpot. I, I was like, I fucking hate this bitch. I got so mad about that. She keeps going around pestering people with these fake stories. And I then know. She, she wins. I can't believe she fucking won. I, that, that was... I could not... Unforgivable. It was unforgivable. That was a fucking war crime. I cannot believe <laughs> that she won a jackpot at that casino. How dare you? And she was like... And also the, fa- like the fact that she wins after she's like... I just hate being here i'm gonna try and put as many quarters in as i can at a time because i just want to get it over with so that's not how i, that I don't know if you could work like multiple coins in you at can't, a time that just if it's it not a coin star <laughs> she, what if she was actually standing outside a grocery store <laughs> putting a bunch of coins in. and lisa's standing off to the side like why does she keep pulling on air she <laughs> put in like nineteen hundred dollars uh, worth of yeah. coins <laughs> into the machine but she's like i'm just gonna use all my coins so that i can be done with this already but if it needed that many coins it's because it cost that many coins to play that mm-hmm. particular slot mm-hmm. so you didn't do anything special by trying to get out of there you just went to a slot machine that mm-hmm. needed that many coins to play yeah i know i'm you are not here's how winning with work. all of your the, smarts the fact, it like, was a slot machine it's lucky stupid it's literally bitch. luck and like 
the fact that she thought like like she's acting like oh well I just like put in all the coins and that's what made it happen. I'm like no, it's not. That's- she's genuinely trying to attribute the win to something she did. I know. Instead of just for that's the one she chose. Slot machines. That's like the the least. Also, she's been looking around, judging everyone for even playing. She's so awful. Also, she. I hate her. She also. I I do feel like Joanne Fluke has never been to a casino because the way that she thinks people gamble is not how people gamble. Oh my god, I forgot about that. It's embarrassing. All the, like murmuring and petting and, and people stuff. and people are like, "Come on, baby, give me some sweet cash." I'm like, <laughs> the, the, the no, they're sitting there dead eyed, yeah, dead eyed with like a cigarette like hanging between your between and, your fingers, and a drink sitting on the side, yeah, and you've got a Tupperware or like a tub of coins. Yeah, they are truly like semi-conscious. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the kind of player they are, that's what's happening. But she's like, they're like petting it and like praying and like... It really is like, mama needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's it's very similar to how for Go Ask Alice, she writes about alcohol where you're like, oh, did you ever yeah, drink? Like, yeah. I was like, so, have you ever been to a casino? Yeah. Um, do you, would you just imagine what they're like? Do you, do you really think that they're... Everything in there is... Made to look like it's Native American. That was the other really thing that, that like, <sighs> also then she's, <sighs> <laughs> I copied you exactly without meaning to. No, but she just, <sighs> that's, that's, she, like, that's the only noise we can make with this <sighs> because she's walking around and she's judging the decor. Also, she's using the word Indian. Mm-hmm. I get that they're, we call them Indian casinos, but you don't still call the decor or the people mm-hmm. Indian so she's looking around. She's like, Lisa thinks it's great or whatever. And she's like, I guess I won't tell her that this isn't exactly accurate to the area. It's like, good job, Hannah. No, it's not. And then she's like all surprised when she goes into the manager's office and it just looks swanky and not a, mm-hmm. like he's not sitting in a teepee at mm-hmm. a writing desk or something, yeah. smoking a peace pipe. Yeah. And like waving how at her. Yeah. Like she's like, wow, it doesn't look Native American at all in here. <sighs> Hannah, 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 Hannah. No, Hannah. no. She her. She's ignorant. She is ignorant. She's very. She ignorant. is so she's overconfident and her oh, overconfidence yeah leads to her being kind of a bitch kind of and, a stupid bitch yeah she's she's and that's how she she's doesn't stupid. know what she doesn't know right she's None like of us oh do, I, but she right. doesn't seem to know that, that there she are doesn't things know she things. doesn't know yes she's just like oh well i know what there is to know and that's it yeah i'm done i've i know it all and i'm done so she decides okay i need to follow up on this lead and i'm gonna go to get benton because she thinks so she finds out that benton's dad delano um, is selling a ring. Oh yeah, that he had for a lot of money, and I mean, she's like, "Oh well, he must have taken out a loan with Max because he's he needs money." But they just had this big fancy party, right? And so she's like, like okay, "This is interesting." So she's like, "Okay, I'll go to the house to do some investigation." So she goes to meet Judith, and she's like, "And so she rolls for investigation. She rolls for investigation. <laughs> she has a modifier of five because she's wearing her stupid bitch glasses, <laughs> and she like comes in and she's like, "I'm just here to first of all, she's so down to earth. She like makes the help laugh. 
I hated that. I hated, I hated that. that. Also, because so what much. she said was not funny. No. She she goes. Also, she stole that from Andrea. Also, she doesn't know that the maid doesn't like tea. So when she says to the maid, the maid pours her tea, and she goes, "You know, I don't like tea, but don't tell Judith or don't something. Tell Queen Judith. Queen Judith." Which is a nickname that she stole from Andrea. Yes. And the maid... Let me see if I can find that because the description is so... Here we go. Housekeeper asks that you begin without her. May I pour here at lemon or sugar, ma'am? Lemon or sugar, ma'am? Neither, thank you. Hannah responded with a smile. I'm really glad you poured that. I would have been petrified that I dropped the pot. The housekeeper gave a startled smile, but she immediately regained her composure. Yes, ma'am. Will there be anything else? I don't think so. Hannah had the urge to do something totally inappropriate. All this formality was getting to her. Actually, I hate tea, but don't tell Queen Judith that I said that. No, ma'am, I shan't. The housekeeper beat a hasty retreat, but Hannah heard the sound of stifled laughter as the door closed behind her. That made her feel good. She doubted that Judith's domestic staff got many laughs from her guests. Shut your fucking stupid mouth. You're doing God's work, Hannah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Also, she had a very long conversation with a caterer at the party. Ooh. And the caterer was basically like, doing these parties is the best job a caterer could ever have. Yeah. She puts us up. She rents us cars. She lets us hang out at her pool and spa and shit. Everybody looks forward to this all year yeah and then hannah's here with the woman pouring her tea and she's like what a bitch am i right i know exactly well, what? Put some no fucking clues she together. treats her staff really well and then okay i forgot to mention mm-hmm. so she is just she's a mary sue yes because she she knows fucking everything she knows everything she also okay she uh tastes one of the cookies at the party and it's like, oh, ew, it's dry. I hate it. Clearly that. overbaked. And the caterer, head caterer, notices, walks up and he goes, I noticed that you made a face when you ate that cookie. Um, might I ask what you didn't like about it? And she's like, let me tell you this. Give it to me now. Five, six, seven, eight. And like <laughs> basically like raps at her about like why. What makes a good cookie and why, why this, this isn't it. And then the caterer is like, wow, um. I'm looking for new business. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I'll send you some cookies. Uh, and then Norman's like, wow, I wish I were that good oh at making God. contacts. And I'm like, she and she'd been going on and on about how like this really she's so out of her element and like <laughs> she's not fancy at all. But when she's like so such a snob. Yeah, she's such a snob and does fits in with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that moment really pissed me off because <laughs> so she like takes a bite of the cookie and I get it. It's not fun when you eat a cookie that's bad. No. If it's dry. It's not a good experience. And she she says like, she's like, oh, they used shortening instead of butter. Mm-hmm. And they're dry because they didn't want them to burn. Um, so they just left them in the oven for a long time at a low temperature and that dried them out. And the woman is like, wow, you know so much about cookies. And she's like, well, it's my business. So I guess I have to. I'm like a cookie whisperer. She considers herself that. Also, Norman's so nice. He like makes her for free business cards. 
Oh, I did want to talk about the business cards. The business cards are clearly made in like a CD-ROM program. Yeah. They're made from like kid pics. Printed on his computer, from his computer on like thick cardstock that he got at Staples. Yeah. And he put... And he cut them out. And he cut them out. Or they were perforated. Oh, that's right. I forgot they were perforated. I mean, they'd have to be if he's putting them at home. Special special paper. Yeah, he'd get the like, the special paper. It's got like corners and edges and sides and everything perforated. And And you you just just tear it off. I had those business cards. I made myself fake business cards. You bet your ass I did. (laughs) Of course you did. It was the 90s and I was in junior high and had a computer. Yeah. (laughs) So take take it away for the, the topper. The border of the business card is like clip art cookies. Made the border cookies. It's a cookie border. It's a cookie border. On her very professional business card that he printed at home mm-hmm. in his dark room. <laughs> in his dark room. <laughs> right after he printed out photos of nude women. Yeah. And she's like, so not great. There's not- no way that thing looks good or no. professional. If I no. was a catering business and I received this, I would know immediately that this woman does not have the capacity to make as many cookies as I need. Yeah. Like this isn't quilting club, Hannah. No, this is a catering business that a very rich woman hired. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. This is like high class catering. Yeah. Also, why is this high class caterer have amazing food and not great cookies? That's weird. It did not add up. It doesn't track. You know what? The mystery Hannah should solve next is that. Yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> the going- mystery of why she's in business? Yeah. So then she's like having tea with Miss Judith. She comes out and has tea with her. And she's like questioning her about Benton. And she's like, so anyway, like Bill thinks it might be Benton. I just want to make sure that Benton has an alibi. Can you show me his airline tickets to show that he was like in the air at the time of Ron's death? This and she's is her least smooth. She's so stupid. This She's whole cocky. exchange, I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't tell her that. Why would you tell her that? Why would you be, be that up front? You had a whole, like, character backstory. Yeah. Like you were in a freaking immersive theater experience <laughs> <laughs> for everyone else. And here you're like, I know. well, Benton's suspected of a crime and I just want to see all the evidence. When she has said many times that she does not like nor trust Judith. And when she has been forbidden from mentioning yes. the investigation, much less mentioning that she's a part of it. And she thinks she's being so fucking smooth when she's like, as soon as I said that line about wanting to help save her family any embarrassment from a police visit, I knew I had done it. So then Judith gets up and is like, yeah, yeah, I'll get those. Um, I'll get those for you. Comes back with a shawl over her arm. And then she's like, I really hate that uh, I have to do this, but um, I'm going to have to kill you just like I killed those other two. And let me find the page for you. She's so stupid. She's such a fucking idiot. This whole exchange is unacceptable. Okay, so it's like third paragraph down starting it. No, there's no record of it. Does your brother-in-law know about the loan? No, there's no record of it. And I can't see any reason to tell him now that Benton's been cleared. And Dell has an airtight alibi for the time of Max's murder. He was meeting with his night supervisors at Del Rey, and there's no way he could have been in two places at once. The only other person who would care about the loan is you. And brava, Hannah. 
Judith smiled an icy smile and pulled a gun from beneath the folds of her silk shawl. It's unfortunate that you put the pieces together, but now that you have, I can't let you kill tell your brother-in-law. You killed Max? <laughs> Hannah gulped. Stupid idiot. She's so fucking stupid. She never stared into the barrel of a gun before, and it wasn't an experience she'd cared to repeat. And if the cold, calculating expression on Judith's face was any indication, Hannah suspected that she might not get a chance to repeat anything ever again. You were asking too many questions, Hannah, and you were skirting much too close to the truth. I knew it only a matter of time before you arrived at the accurate conclusion, and I conveyed it. I'm sorry. I knew it was only... I knew it only a matter of time, typo, before you arrived at the accurate conclusion and conveyed it to your brother-in-law. I couldn't let you do that now, could I? Judith was going to kill her. So, she... The whole fucking book, she has been pretending, 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 not letting any information out. And then now she's just, like, thinking out loud to Judith, of all people. Then Judith has the gun trained on her. And she's like, you know, Judith, this Wedgwood tea set is a fake. (laughs) Which, (sighs) again, Mary Sue knows everything about antiques Mm -hmm. because of her mom. Here's the thing is that that tea set should have been fake. Yeah. Because it, like she says or thinks, it was still keeping the tea hot. Which meant there must not have been like the slightest bit of cracks, even though the tea set is like 200 years old. Mm -hmm. So we've already got that in our head. So that should have been brought back because she'd had that observation. It was like she she put a gun out on the table. She put it in a drawer, let's say. Yeah, if you will. And then closed it. And then uh, that gun is there today. <laughs> Still sitting <laughs> over there. And here we are today, and 25 never years used, later. Never used. So she's like, this is a fake tea set. It's not Wedgwood. And she's like, look. And as her look into the, like, into the hot top of the teapot <laughs> and splashes it in her face, the gun, like, goes flying. And they're both struggling for the gun. And then, oh, thank goodness, Bill walks in. We forgot no, to mention. Wait, even better. Wait, who saves her? Was it Bill? No one quite. Oh, Bill comes. No one quite even has to save her because she wrestles Judith to the ground. Oh, that's right. And ties her hands behind her back with, with a, a silk, silk scarf. scarf. Yeah. And then Bill comes in. That's right. And she's like, better cuff her. That scarf won't hold her for long. Yeah, that's right. But like, she's done literally everything. Also, and then silk she's is very like, strong. make sure to read her her rights. Wouldn't want to, wouldn't want her to get you on a technicality. It's like, would you let him do his job for two seconds? Mm-hmm. And actually, um, I think technically you don't have to read Miranda rights, but um, in order to just make sure that that never comes up, uh, they do it anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so also she says she says about the tea set that she had gotten an offer for a hundred thousand dollars for it before, and I would like to know how much that loan was for. I was like, girl, then she's selling offers. Tea yes, <laughs> stupid. Why is the husband selling his fucking class ring? <laughs> <laughs> so then. Someone comes into the picture who we have not mentioned because he's so boring, but is a love interest. 
And he's so handsome. He's so handsome. That's the only thing we know about him. Is that not since engaged professor has Hannah gotten this wet. <laughs> yeah. She had to mop those floors because she gets soaked. <laughs> <laughs> Just by meeting this man. Just from seeing him. And his name is Mike. I forget his last name. He's a detective from the big city. Mm-hmm. Whose wife... Do you remember how yeah. his wife died? Wait, she... No. What happened? Driving home. Yeah. Shift at the hospital. Yeah. She was a nurse. Right. Oh, yeah. She gets pregnant. caught in the crosshairs of a gang shootout. Oh, I forgot about that. And dies pregnant with four their four-month-old child still inside her. That's right. That's gonna be fun to untangle. Uh-huh. I'm sure that won't be any sort of obstacle or trauma for him to well, overcome. Well, she's so plucky, so like he'll <laughs> overcome it. She's going to pluck that shit right out yeah. of him. <laughs> <laughs> so he meets her for like a second. Mm-hmm. We also even, I mean, she keeps telling us that she's not that attractive, but I guess everyone else keeps saying that she's really attractive. Yeah, and you so, know that she is. So she is. So at the very end of the book, her mom's, everything's fine. La la la. Her mom's like, I honestly don't even know what the bet was, but her mom's just like, bet you, you're you going to get asked well, out twice. She says, you're going to get asked out twice. Hannah's like, no, I won't. And then she was like, I bet you are. Yeah. Or I'll bet you. Yeah. For something. I don't remember. I'll what buy you a, a fucking kick-ass green suit that I saw at Claire's. Oh, right. The green suit. And Hannah, who does not care about fashion or makeup or anything, is all of a sudden like, yeah, I saw that suit. It was incredible. She's like, you're on, mom. <laughs> but if if I lose, I have to throw away my comfortable favorite pair of Nikes that I don't for a second believe this woman only wears shit clothes. Yeah, I don't believe it because people are throwing clothes at her face always. So she's like, huh, no one's going to ask me out. Then Norman's like, would you like to go out to dinner? I was so disappointed in Norman. And I moment. know. I was like, Norman, Norman, you have a wife at home. Yeah, <laughs> she's waiting and she's amazing. Um, and she's like, sure. Which I was like, girl, you don't like him. Don't go out with him. Well, she does that thing where it's like, I realized after the fact, I had just agreed to a date with Norman. That is oh, bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Shut dude. your fucking mouth. You stupid bitch. You're such a liar. She's Stop such a liar. lying to us in your head. And then Mike asks her out. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like so nervous that I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know her he's like i'd like to get to know you a little better and i'm like why 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 have you spoken to her much at all here i'm this so curious about this movie we gotta watch it for a minute yeah we'll watch it for a minute so dating was the furthest thing from hannah's mind when she went even though that is the last conversation she yep. just had when she went into the kitchen to fetch the extra pan of bar cookies she brought and found Norman already there waiting for her. Hi, Norman. Are you sneaking bar cookies behind our backs? No. Norman looked very serious as he shook his head. I was waiting for a chance to talk to you alone, Hannah. I wanted to thank you for those loan papers. My mother would thank you too, if she knew. Oh, that answers that. <laughs> That's okay, Norman. I didn't want anyone else to see them, so I just uh, appropriated them. Norman grinned as he supplied the word. Hannah grinned back. Hilarious. That's right. Hilarious. So funny. Oh, God. I just remembered there's a part where they laugh over a nothing joke, her and her mom earlier. 
Will you have dinner with me next Friday night? We could drive to that steak place out by the lake. I really need to talk to you in private, Hannah. It's about my mother. Sure, Hannah agreed without a second thought. That'd be really nice, Norman. It wasn't until Hannah was back in her chair that she realized Dolores had won 50% of the bet. Norman had asked her to dinner and that counted as a date. (sighs) Duh. Duh. That would have occurred to you immediately. You're such a liar. She's such a liar. You're such a liar. And then Mike asked her out. And then Mike's asking her out. That part is equally funny. <laughs> because it's so stupid. It's like, why are you so interested in this woman? <laughs> you don't even... Have you... <laughs> the party broke up about 10. Blah, blah, blah. And she walked through the soft white snow to her truck. Hannah? Hi, Mike. Hannah was surprised to see Mike Kingston leaning up against the hood of her truck. Also, why are they already there waiting for her when both of these happen? Like, didn't they notice that he had left? What's going on? (laughs) I thought you'd left. Not yet. I wanted to talk to Hannah. Also, he says her name so many times. He's like, Hannah, I'd like to talk to you, Hannah, about Hannah. Would you? Hannah? Hannah. I wanted to talk to Hannah. His voice sounded stressed and Hannah began to frown. Sure. What is it? I like you, Hannah. Hannah was confused. Oh my God, so it's many too much. What did liking her have to do with anything? Shut up. She's, Why do you think he's I telling like, you that? I can't. I hated her most in that moment. No, it was Because too, I was like, what are fake. you doing even? It's too fake. You can't lie and say you don't what know. Did, what did him saying that he likes me have to do with anything in this particular I, moment I in time? I can't handle that. Ugh. I like you too, Mike. And I'd like to get to know you better. Hannah began to suspect that something she hadn't thought would happen was happening. I'd like to know you better, too. Mike grinned and his whole face lit up. And he is the sexiest man she's ever seen. Yes. That's a relief. I just moved here, so I don't know what there is to do on the weekends. But if I can come up with something good, how about going out with me on Saturday night? Hannah was so stunned, her mouth dropped open. But you already figured out that that's what was happening. She already knew that he was asking her out. You're asking me to go out this Saturday night? That's right. We can find something to do in Lake Eden, can't we? Sure we can. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot that this was actually the worst part of the book. I got got so upset that I set the book down. I was like, what did I just read? (laughs) So stupid. It's so stupid. This book is a fucking act of terrorism. Do you remember what I'm about to read? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Okay, I'm going to go back a bit. Hannah was so stunned. Her- <laughs> All right, I'm going to build it up. It's, it's not this good. Okay. Hannah was so stunned her mouth dropped open. You're asking me to go out this Saturday night? Well, that's right. We can find something to do in Lake Eden, can't we? <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm in my own head now, and now I can't stop loving Okay. Sure we can. <laughs> Man, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, like, 90s. 90s lady. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying. This is so stupid. I've, I've got the giggles now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. 
Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm you can sorry. Do it. You can do it. I'm sorry. You can do it. This is going long. Visions no, no. of satin sheets and feather pillows. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Flitted through Hannah's head for a split second, but she pushed them firmly out of her mind. It was just that Mike was so handsome and sexy, and uh-huh. she was so available. Okay, I'm sorry. The, I'm her sorry. like her sex Visions. thought is fucking satin sheets <laughs> and feather pillows. Feather pillows. Feather pillows. Why the feather pillows? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, feather pillows. Visions. Visions of satin, satin sheets, sheets and, and feather, feather pillows. pillows. Was uh. she going to the like the fucking Madonna Inn? Yeah, no, she's seriously like. <laughs> is that the only way is she this has fucking sex like ever? the one eyed one eyed Jackson Twin Peaks? Like this is so like early nineties. Like she's like suddenly Kenny G's music filtered through my ears there was a bowl of dove chocolate off to one side oh my god oh my god and the wind was ever so subtly blowing the entire time champagne was poured into two glasses and a plate of oysters (laughs) was out and champagne was also on the rocks (laughs) and Next to it was more Dove chocolate. More Dove chocolate. More Dove chocolate. And the plumpest and juiciest <laughs> strawberries I'd ever seen. And next to that was a bowl of cream that I just, I was like, maybe I'll use it in other ways. I'll just lap it up like a little kitty cat. I, I'm moish. My I'm, dreams I'm, have come true. I'm moish. I'm moish. Am I I'm little, moish now. Am I your little <laughs> kitty cat? I'm moish. Oh, no, that reminds me of an art. <laughs> Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh, she's so weird. She's so gross and weird. I'm your I'm a I'm a 25 I'm a, pound orange cat. I'm your I'm moist. <laughs> I'm your little moist. I'm a I'm a feral cat that you found outside. I'm moist. I'm like I'm like I'm like a sexy little overweight feral cat you found and named after an Israeli minister. <laughs> I'm One of my ears is torn and I constantly have diarrhea because I eat ice cream all day like a bad cat. My sexy little moish. Okay. Here's the earlier part where I was reminded of this. Ten minutes later, Hannah was sitting in her favorite spot on the couch. This is way earlier in the book, by the way. This is 140. She scratched moish under his chin until he... Heard in ecstasy, and she sang the silly little song she'd made up for him. Oh my she'd God. never been able to carry a tune, but as long as she kept on scratching, Moish seemed to enjoy it. Per- oh, I'm so moist right now. <laughs> I'm so moish. <laughs> You've got me going really moist right now. It's out of wow. control. One look at you, and I am moist. <laughs> Is it hot in here? Because I'm a little moist right now. Moish <laughs> uh, <laughs> seemed to enjoy it. Perhaps it was a very... <laughs> oh, no. Do you remember this part? No. <laughs> Perhaps it was a very good thing that she lived alone. If anyone had heard her singing... <laughs> Oh, I remember this part. (laughs) I wouldn't be this bad off if we hadn't been doing all that other stuff already. Okay. 
heard her singing about how much she adored her big, strong puss, she'd be oh, locked yeah. up as a I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're my big, strong puss. <laughs> You're making my big, strong puss all moish. <laughs> You're my big, strong puss, aren't you, moish? <laughs> oh, moish. You're making me moish. Now we're both moish. <laughs> now I'm your big, strong puss. <laughs> Moish, my big strong. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm moish. I just. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, that's the book. Got me so moish right now. <laughs> We're. My. My. My whole, uh, my entire self I is moist. Sweating. I am very moist right now. My like my, my eyes are leaking. You know, my, like my upper lip is sweating like crazy, and my hands and like elbow pits are very moist. <laughs> I'm pretty moist. I'm pretty moist right now. I'm pretty moist right now. Um, um, okay, just real, real, real quick, and then we wrap it up. She named. Do you remember that Norman guesses immediately? Who Why she named, she named the cat Moish? Yeah, I didn't understand. I had to Google that. Who is obviously. it? Obviously, his name. Is it like Moshi something? Moish Maisel. Nope. That is a character on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel that came up as a Google autocomplete. I thought it was going to show me my history. No. All right. I need to go to my history. Hang on. You all. Mm-hmm. Moish. Diane, or Dan, he was the former defense minister of Israel, and she named, she named him that because he had an eye taken out. He died in 1981. This book was published in 2000. Why would a 29-year-old woman... This version of this book was published in 2000, or this book originally was published Originally. Why would she do that? Why would she name her cat, her one-eyed cat, Moish? Because also, of a an Israeli defense minister that died in 1981. I'm also I'll tell you why. Because it's not Hannah. That's Joanne. Yeah, it's Joanne. And Joanne is older. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why did she name it Moish after someone whose name did not have an I in it? His name was Moshi. Yeah. That's another excellent question. But it's, right. it, they're both said Moish. Oh, they're both said Moish. Yeah. It's just like alternate spelling. Interesting. <clears throat> Why did I think that was pronounced Moshe? I think it's the same. It's it's just like a, a it's just like a wrong spelling. Uh, oh no! But I meant why did I think it was pronounced that Moshe? Because it looks like it. Well, I just we used to have a lot of Israeli clients uh, at my job, and I felt like we had a a a client with that name. Oh. But I might then, be yeah, wrong. Maybe. But no, I might be I, wrong. I mean, if you've had an actual experience well, with someone with know. that name, that's more reliable than my total lack of experience and guessing. But I might just be I might just be misremembering. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. We also had a lot of clients named Yossi. Y-O-S-S-I. It's a very common Israeli name, apparently. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. This is the book. Moish. Moish. That was the, the book. We're all that moish was now. The, we're all moish. Um Thank you so much, Distracted Polyglot, for the recommendation. Yeah. It was like a blast to talk about this book. Yeah. And I got some really cool cookie recipes out of it. So mm-hmm. that was cool. 
Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. You help produce our show. Yeah, you help us uh, pay for guests, produce the show, buy the books for the podcast. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Every dollar counts. So we really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend about our show, mm-hmm. about our Patreon, all that. That stuff really, really helps. And if you haven't yet left us a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps us. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk with you next month. Yep. Keep it cultured. No, keep it moish. Keep it moish. I think that's going to be from now on. From <laughs> now on, keep it moish. You got it. You got it. All right. Bye-bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.